How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Food for it, cheer for uh, Kind of like it. Richard throws it in front. Carter, score! Some swagger. Push come to shove, we're gonna get it done. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. Hey everybody, welcome to the Thanks Bud Post Game Mini Podcast for game six. We're talking about of round two, Kings versus Ducks. Kings win. 2-1 after having their backs against the wall for another time because apparently they're addicted to that this postseason. But it worked out in their favor. Series is now tied 3-3, Game 7, Friday night. And here we are again, another Game 7 against a California team, and I'm dying. I honestly feel like no matter what happens for the Friday night game, I it's like horrible for me. I mean, if they lose, I don't want to see them lose. I want them to win another Game 7 because they've done so well in elimination games so far. I would like to see them move on, and because I just like watching them play, obviously. But also, if they win, we know they're going to have to face the Chicago Blackhawks again, and we know how that went last season, so stress upon stress for the next round. That's very true, and like... I just, maybe it's because they knew that everyone's been wanting, you know, the Orange County Los Angeles matchup for years and years and years now that they decided, hey, let's make this go to seven seasons, or seven seasons, oh Christ, uh, seven games, (laughs) and um, make it as dramatic as possible while giving our fans heart attacks in in the meantime. Well, thanks for delivering, Kings. Thanks so much. Although I have to say... I'm glad you were thinking of us. I have to say that I'm glad my... Uh, gross optimism held to be a good decision. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Also, my my original wish for them just to play their game for once also came true. So in a way, we won everything for Game 6 because they actually had uh, the advantage in possession, but then they also had the advantage in scoring chances. So the Kings, and like, they, it could have been a shutout had Jonathan Quick not messed up going laterally for once in his that life. Was- and allow that rapper. That was the most shocking. So I watched this in um, a bar with no sound while doing a pub quiz. So when I went home and saw the actual goal, I just like said out loud, I can't believe that happened on a wraparound. Crazy. I was like, really? Of all of all the goals? Of all the goals on Jonathan Quick, and like he's not immune to sh- like letting in soft goals. He's done it before, but he's the best person post to post. <laughs> That's the thing he's the best at. So how how do you just decide? Nah. <laughs> I'm not gonna go that way. But uh, and while that's like an uncharacteristic goal for him to let in, uh, a s- softer goal that was let in was Trevor Lewis's goal against John Gibson, which made me so happy. Trevor Lewis, Gibson killer, best American. Yeah, the person who has apparently solved the future of American goaltending. John Gibson is Trevor Lewis. Way to make yourself an asset in this series. I quite appreciate it. How funny (laughs) is it that now, after these two goals, if Trevor Lewis is, like, in by himself against John Gibson, it's now hope and that I (laughs) feel. Like, I feel like he could actually do something. Um, Like, there are expectations now when Trevor Lewis goes goes to the net against Gibson. 
And that's weird. Yeah, now you want that Trevor Lewis breakaway because he <laughs> might do something with it. What a strange new world we're living in. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah, that game was uh, that game was pretty good. Like I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't see all of it live. I saw about half of it live, but um, I enjoyed what I saw. I'm glad that the Kings won and are still in it. And I hope that they play Friday night that way. Um, they didn't like they only had two goals, so obviously it'd be nice to see them get more goals. But I think they had a lot of effort there and a lot of opportunities for more goals. For some reason, they could not. I don't know what their problem this series has been with getting perfect open net chances and finishing on them, but they're having trouble. And I would like to see that disappear maybe for Game Seven, and, and then you know then they'll have a nice goal-scoring cushion there, probably. Although I was pleased to see that at least the that sort of luck wasn't transferred over to the Ducks because there was that one, like, bouncing puck off the post for the Ducks, and so that was that was good. So I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, now we had a series where it was like the road team won every game. Now we've had two games where the home team each won one, so who knows what's going to happen in Game 7. It's unpredictable. Um, speaking, actually, of the Kings and goal scoring, something that I noticed today is that despite their troubles at times in this particular series, they are, of the playoff teams less left, have the second highest goals per game. Of all teams, the Los Angeles Kings. Yeah. Second highest in scoring. So that's crazy. Uh, and for a while, they were at the top because of how many goals had been scored in the King Shark series. But now, after the Bruins series um, wrapped up, Montreal, I think, is the one who jumped a little bit ahead of them. So even right now, they're also that means they're still ahead of like Chicago a little bit. So maybe if the Kings are able to pull it out, it's not as dire uh, a situation as we might think. Part of that is due to the play and contributions of Andre Kopitar and Marion Gabrick, who both picked up points in Game 6, assisting Jake Muzzin's goal. Gabrick has the most goals scored in the playoffs so far with 8, and Andre Kopitar has the most points with 17, I believe. They are ridiculously good, and I'm super pleased that they play for my favorite hockey team. Yeah, I'm quite excited about it. And I really, just every day, I want more and more for the Kings to be able to sign Marion Gabrick. Um, And it wasn't like that goal wasn't the only moment that either of them displayed just how useful they are. Because then there was that one penalty kill where Kopitar, it was pretty much like a Kopitar special effort to clear the zone. And it was one of those moments. I have frequent moments in games watching Andre Kopitar where I'm just like so amazed <laughs> as if I haven't been watching him for years already. <laughs> but he's just so good all the time. It's a special kind of happiness that you keep rediscovering how great Andre Kopitar is. Just like every time. <laughs> right, yeah. Another thing that I have enjoyed about this series in general is how much sarcasm Daryl Sutter has had um, regarding John Gibson. He's just so exasperated by that whole, like, just being asked about Gibson all the time and, like, the, I don't know, the mania surrounding Gibson currently that uh, he's got, he's, like, on defense. Um, And it's a supremely delightful sarcastic defense. So much Gibson shade. Not really at Gibson himself, but just definitely the hype around him. 
Uh, so much so that it sort of, you know, bled over into, like, the King's Twitter before the game. They were, like, you know, made a little joke about Gibson arriving, and it was, like, a picture of some royalty, <laughs> pretty much. So that's been fun. And then, but today, of course, during all of the media availability that both teams had for Game 7, Gibson was wearing a, a hat with L.A. on it. it. I mean, it wasn't a King's hat, but it was, you know, a random L.A. hat. So that was pretty fun. Just to be like, oh, wait a second. What's happening? He's secretly rooting for L.A. Him and Bruce Boudreau. That whole team, probably. I feel like if I were on the Anaheim Ducks, I would secretly really wish I was on the Los Angeles Kings. I think that's fair. I think that's an acceptable statement to put out into the world. Well, the Kings, they should absolutely win tomorrow. And then they should offer Bruce Boudreau a job as an assistant coach. Because that's really where he wants to be. Um, I forever love kind of like NBCSN's commitment to doing like the zoom in on coaches after goals because (laughs) doing that like that's kind of why i need the kings to score a lot of goals is just for the like super fast zoom in um into bruce boudreau's red face and daryl sutter too yeah true um boudreau sounded pretty sad after the game on Wednesday night, it was like the Ducks were suddenly eliminated, um, and it's like, hold on, you don't have to be so sad. <laughs> you still have a shot. Don't lose all hope, like, already in public, Bruce Pedro. Have faith in your team. He doesn't. <laughs> He's done. Which is a good sign, I guess, for the Kings. As long as nobody ever makes them feel that way, then they always have a chance. Even when they, you know, put themselves in an elimination situation, apparently. I was very pleased that, uh, Ryan Getzlaff did not get a shot on goal at all. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was that was fun. Mm-hmm. Won thirty percent of his faceoffs, and seeing Corey Perry fall down a ton was great as well. Always, yes, always good. I don't ever want Corey Perry to do anything useful <laughs> in these games. So for Game Seven, obviously the last Game Seven they played went really well for them. What do you think, even though, I mean, like, let's remember, like, the Kings did not score first in that game, but it turned out really well for them in the end. Are you anticipating anything specific about this game? Specific? Um, I expect a Trevor Lewis hat trick, which I don't think is too much to ask for anymore. Even if it's just a goal in the next game, then I'll call it a Trevor Lewis hat trick, which is just like a three goals in a row. Which he's come to close. This is his second time coming close to that, which is weird to say. But the dude has scored four goals in the playoffs, so it's possible. Another thing that I am expecting slash hoping for is just the exact same outcome from uh, this Game 7 as the Sharks Game 7. And to see people just, I want a million shots of Ducks fans just leaving the Honda Center crying because the Kings are up, like, 5-1 in the third period. That would be the best. And then I, oh, and an empty net goal by Dustin Brown. (laughs) That's always fun when Dustin Brown can be like, and fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And your hopes and dreams are dashed. (laughs) I need that as well. The only thing I hope doesn't happen in tomorrow's game, I mean, other than the Kings losing, is it going to overtime? Oh my gosh, I don't please. want to see OT. Please, no. please don't do that. No, to me. no more of that. I can't handle it. But the, of course, the thing is, if like both teams are on their game, it's totally possible that it could, which is obviously what people, you know, thought about like the Shark series, and then that ended to like ended up being like a goal fest of a series. But uh, I feel like it's a lot more 
likely that it could happen in this series. So uh, I hope it doesn't. Just whoever's going to win, just get it done in regulation. Yeah, that's all we ask. Just look out for your fans. Don't do this to us. Just give us the answer and not like 3 OT. I expect someone to bring silver streamers just in case. <laughs> right. That, that's very necessary. I, the King's fans are really represented in Honda Center, so I think if they do win, there will be a massive celebration, and that will be amazing. If there can be enough King's fans and for the game to go well enough that there would be also a Gibson chant, that would be cool. <laughs> a taunting Gibson chant. I want it. I think they should just taunt Hiller again. That's <laughs> always fun. <laughs> Hiller sitting on the bench being like, wait, what? Why is everyone yelling at me? I didn't do anything. <laughs> that would actually be phenomenal. Because it sends the simultaneous message of taunting Hiller and his coach's complete lack of faith in him. And also the John Gibson future of American goaltending is irrelevant. <laughs> they don't even know his name. Oh, that would be fun. Fantastic. Oh, I'm still feeling optimistic. I'm still I'm still drinking that optimism juice. And I'm feeling I'm feeling good about it. I think it I think it'll be fun and I think it could uh I think the Kings have a good you know, a good shot. It's not like they're going in totally unprepared, especially if they continue to play their game and you've got all that game seven experience. Got Justin Williams still around, who was the best um possession player for the Kings in game six. Well done. Him and Dwight King. I was going to say, what a babe, and then you mentioned Dwight King. I'm sorry. It would have been really unfortunate if you had said that as I was saying Dwight King. <laughs> but but fair, Justin Williams could get it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, so I feel good about it. I think it, could, I think it could be another win for the Kings. I, yeah, I'm really hoping for it. Not terribly excited about the possibility of another uh, Chicago Kings Actually, maybe I kind of am. Like, if the Kings do win it, then I want it to... They, I just want them to be aggressively good against the Blackhawks. Like, obviously, this is, like, yeah. way too soon to be talking about this. Like, I don't want to jinx anything or, you know, start reaching so far into the future. But it'd be a good opportunity. But first, Game 7, and I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling like the Kings... Do it! I, can, I think they can pull it off. This game. And then, of course, we will celebrate badly with everyone after Game 7 if they win or sob or something if they lose. But hopefully it's a win. Yes. We can keep recording. Yes. Please continue to let us talk about hockey. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you on Twitter. Take care of yourselves. Until next time, goodbye. Bye, Al.